so respond. after this happens when does when does the discovery phase begin so the discovery phase is going to begin pretty much as soon as you file the initial complaint and then the defendants file their answer at that point you may serve discovery with the complaint they may serve discovery with their answer or they can come at a little bit later date and then we just kind of go through several weeks and months of, of that process. So as far as discovery is concerned, there are different types of, there's different types of information exchange. Some of the things I want to talk about are, um, one of them is requests for admissions. The second one is interrogatories. The third one is request for production of documents. And the last one is, and probably the most complicated, I think, is depositions. Mm -hmm. So let's go back. What are requests for admissions? Requests for admissions is basically what it says. It is asking you to omit or deny. Omit your name is. Omit you was here. Omit you was there. You're either going to put omit, plaintiff omits, or defendant omits, or denies. So are these admissions usually things that are just facts that are already established or are they asking you to admit to the actual point of controversy? It would be a lot of both mm -hmm. actually. Okay. You know, yep. um, this is a, a skillful uh, attempt to try and get you to admit to things. Um, we do that also when we, we ask the defendants to admit to things. Um, and generally, the defendants are going to deny just about everything except for their name is Bob. But, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it can be helpful to get certain things that everybody will agree happened out of the way so then you can focus on other parts of, of your case. Because discovery is just information gathering. You know, what is what, what is not what. And, 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 you know, that's sort of the, the goal, supposedly, of what you're using it for. But even though it's information gathering, if you disclose, let's just say someone doesn't understand a question that is asked of them in a request for admissions and they inadvertently admit to something that they shouldn't, can that be used against them? Absolutely. Because mm -hmm. the idea is at this point that you are either represented or that you understand um, what you're doing. These documents are official documents and it, you're answering discovery documents as though you're under oath. Um, sometimes they'll, I mean, when we talk about discovery later, sometimes these documents are even verified. So you have to sign in front of a notary that you are truthfully signing these documents. So if you admit to something, whether you really understood what was there or not, that can be used against you. So these, you know, Request for admissions, this discovery part of the, the trial process, is, it seems to be very, very important. Yes, yeah. it's like interrogation on paper. <laughs> so the next thing is um, request for production of documents, document requests. So I'm assuming this is each side asking the other for relevant documentation about the claim. Yeah, and, and it's important to remember that, you know, for, for us attorneys, you know, we know what dis what discovery is, but for the general person, they don't understand the extent of what it is. You know, why do I have to provide this? It's like an interrogation. Well, it is. It, 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 I mean, it, <laughs> it kind of is. Paper, but, yeah. you know, you think of the legal process as a funnel. So the discovery is wide, and then as you go through the depositions, it gets narrower, 
And as you end up in trial, it's very small, narrowed down to just the things that are relevant to what's going on with your case. Um, and that's for every side, for each side. So when we're asking these production of documents, it can be, depending on your type of case, it can be boxes of documentation, especially if you're dealing with a corporate defendant that you need paperwork from. You know, um, so it's, it's important, but oftentimes there's a lot of useless things in there to try and find that one thing that is helpful. But I think that one thing that is helpful, I mean, a real determination should be made as if what the other side is requesting is something they're allowed to request. Before documents are given, shouldn't the attorneys look at the request to see if it's admissible? Absolutely. You know, and so part of that discovery responses, um, and either to interrogatories or production of documents that we're talking about, the attorney is going to object to those. Um, they're going to object to them for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, so it's not just a wholesale you have to provide everything. Some things are protected by privilege, some things are confidential, some things are not relevant to the topic, you know, like if they want a picture of you in a zebra suit, it's not relevant, Yes. you know, or maybe it is, nice I don't know the party, what's going on in the case, but you know, generally those kind of things, you can, you can try and exclude those. Um, but it does help to have somebody that can go over the, those requests with you so that they know what is permissible and what is not. And then interrogatories kind of fall under um, requests for admissions in the fact that they're sending you questions that you have to answer. So we've kind of briefly talked about those type of um, discovery requests. And then that takes us to the last discovery um, tool I wanted to discuss and that's depositions. So who all can be deposed? really anyone that you want to testify at the jury trial. Um, if, you didn't, if you didn't depose them, then you, you can't put them on the stand. So if you have a witness who saw what happened, that person has to be deposed. Your doctors is, are generally gonna be somebody that's deposed to show that these injuries happened. Um, you will be deposed. Um, the other side will be deposed. Um, Police officers would be deposed who saw the accident. You know, there's a um, numerous groups of people that could be deposed. Because um, again, following this sort of funnel idea is, you know, initial interrogatory discovery stuff is things that could be related to your to your case. The depositions are going to be things that are related, and there's lots of different open questions and things that you can talk about. And then those people you're gonna put on trial. So it, it, the depositions are extremely important to what you can show, what you can prove when you're actually in front of those 12 people who have to decide your case. So when we're talking about depositions, especially depositions of experts, um, let's just say a doctor, or a nurse, some type of medical professional that you want to use an expert as an expert in your case. Now, do you pay? Do you pay for their expenses if they have to give a deposition? Well, it depends on the type of expenses, but you do have to pay. 
and it's broken up a little bit. So the defendants pay for some of the de for the depositions. Uh, you have to pay for some of yours. So if I'm going to depose a, a defendant driver, for example, I would have to pay for the transcriptionist and the transcripts for his deposition. But if they're going to depose my client, who is the person who got hit, then the defendants have to pay for that. We just have to pay for the transcripts. But there are lots of costs associated with expert witnesses. Um, you may have to have an expert witness from Illinois to come here to Raleigh and talk about something. You're going to have to pay for their flight. You're going to have to pay for their their room and board. You know, plus the deposition itself. I mean, there's lots of expenses. It can, depending on the nature of your case, those expenses can balloon really quick. Well, and they, and they also, at the same time, they can be worthwhile expenditures yeah. if the expert is giving you very helpful, a very helpful opinion. So, I mean, it costs money, but it, it can be worth it, but someone needs to look at your case really to make that determination. Um, the next thing, and I think the 